Welcome to Feeling Asian, a podcast where two Asians talk about their feelings. I'm your co-host, Youngmi Mayer. And I'm your other co-host, Brian Park. And this is the, our special Christmas episode. This is our special Christmas episode. We're coming at you live on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> we don't care about our families. Just kidding. No, Youngmi is holding me hostage. I, want, I miss my family so much. <laughs> tell them. Tell them where I am. Just, j- just kidding. We're recording this a week in advance, so... Right. We're also two months late on every internet trend. (laughs) We just got into Rise and Shine. I don't care. I still send the how do you do fellow kids meme to people. I love that meme. That's a a classic. classic. It's a a Christmas classic. (laughs) It's a bop. It's a bop of a meme. It's the Christmas story of memes. Yeah, what what are there like memes do you are you still like so obsessed with? Uh I am not big on memes. I get meme like my friend. <gasps> You're listen. not big on memes. What the fuck is wrong with I you? I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. I love I'm, memes. That's I'm like Steve my Buscemi love language. In the how do you do? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's why you love it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, this is I'm me. I feel so seen right now. Thank you, Steve Buscemi. Oh yeah, in a backwards red cap. Man, um, there no, there's one meme. I like the really really like cooked crispy memes. Ooh, like the overused memes? No, is they're they're, they're just like so they're very chaotic. Like the the meme, one meme that makes me really laugh oh, still. Like the, yeah. It's like this little girl. <laughs> yeah. It's a two panel and it's a little like baby, like a toddler like yeah. looking at a fence and then the next one is like the dad stepping on the baby's head trying to like <laughs> peer over the fence. <laughs> <laughs> the baby's like squished. I've never seen that. It sounds amazing. Oh god. Oh god. I don't even. I can't even think of like what. I feel like uh, the one that I laughed at. So I can only remember this because I. This is the only one I can remember right now. But the one where um. The, there's like a mom bird and a baby bird. Oh, <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> it says like, it says like when your mom is beating you up and then all of a sudden you have visitors. This. One. Oh my god. <laughs> like your mom's like act normal. You're all fucked up because oh, she like beat you. I love how we're laughing and our podcast listeners. There's they're no, know. there's no visual in podcasting. So <laughs> they're gonna know what and I'm talking about. For all cool. we know, a lot of our listeners don't like memes. So this entire <laughs> section has been incredibly boring to you. <laughs> Young me and I are just hysterically crackling to ourselves. They're, they're gonna know what I'm talking about because they're cool. But they're gonna like it because it's Christmas and we're in the Christmas spirit right yeah, now. Yeah, looking at memes because you're spending time with your family and you're avoiding them, so you're looking at memes online and like listening to feeling people. asian yeah good for you how are you feeling young me um okay so i am having a rough <laughs> 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 merry Christ- happy holidays i don't say merry christmas i'm having a rough ooh. <laughs> ooh. i'm one of the this is uh maybe a lot of people will identify with this i'm one of those people that have a hard time during the holidays because mm-hmm. you know my childhood was so amazing um yeah but also so they always feel kind of wonky to me, but I'm also having a hard time in my divorce because every once in a while emotions flare up and we have to like, you know, be around each other and talk to each other. Um, and I guess it's appropriate that it's happening around Christmas time. But so I'm having a little rough time, but I was thinking about something because right now I know that movie Marriage Story is that mm-hmm. what it's called with the yeah adam driver and scarlett Johansson. yeah um <clears throat> and i was like i didn't watch it but i was like looking at all the you know like the scenes that people are sharing on twitter yeah and i wanted to talk about something because that that narrative of a divorce is very is like literally the only narrative that you hear about which is man who didn't want to get married with woman that wanted to get married because women are obsessed with marriage 
And mm. women want to be tied down and have babies. That's their dream. Mm. And then she she made her man unhappy. Like you always hear that narrative. Yeah. And that was completely not my experience. And now, because I know so many people that are divorced, yeah. half of them have that like classic narrative of like, I'm a like woman and I want babies. I yeah. want to tie a man down. And the other half are like me who like never wanted to get married. Uh, ever yeah it's just that i sort of fell into it because that's what i thought was expected of me yeah do you know what i mean right and like right. i'm the person that wanted a divorce mm. and like no offense to my ex- ex-husband he's a wonderful person yeah and he's still like one of my closest friends of course but i just i never wanted to be married and a lot of women just don't want to be married and and women are not just like this one character that you see over and over and over which is like obsessed with getting married and having kids and and like even the stuff that i was seeing about marriage story where he talks about his wife and this like super like patronizing like she's a great mom she really plays she loves being a mom like that's like really well the trailer was both sides of it oh but like scarlett johansson says nice things about him too. no but like that idea of a woman and like how he was like saying nice things about her but in this very sort of harmful stereotypical way that women are supposed to be good like she's a naturally good mom and that's why i respect her and Mm. that's the reason why i look up to her oh interesting i feel like that's a hurtful i didn't get that sense when i saw the movie and when i saw the trailer but yeah who knows? Maybe I'm drinking from the Kool-Aid and I'm a just, patronizing I yeah, piece of I don't shit. Li- I don't like it when they, yeah. they're like, you, like when they're both saying good things about each other. Yeah. And she was like, he's so creative. And I, I don't know what she says. Like, he's so like, whatever, great and blah, blah, blah. And then her, her whole identity is just tied to being a great spouse and mother. I, I feel like it's really sexist. Oh. And again, I have not watched the movie. I, I lightweight Oh, come on. To. You are, you didn't see the but movie. I saw, but I saw all the fucking you were you were the problem of like leftist liberalism where like i I didn't read the article i saw the headline but (laughs) i saw the main like fight scenes because everyone's sharing them so i like listened to to it yeah like over and over again because everyone well in the movie scarlett johansson's character is an incredible actor oh okay but so she has her own career although but does she give it up to get married no well he's a director so they work together very closely however there is uh you are right your argument is um truthful in that well we don't want to give away any spoilers but there are elements of it with what you're saying is very true where there is like displaced patronization and like resentment towards your wife just the whole idea where it's like women that want the marriage and men that don't want the marriage that's literally the only fucking narrative that you ever hear right in media and it's fucking nuts because half of the women i know that are divorced yeah or married don't want to fucking be married uh it it goes both like women are human beings we're not all just like put a rock on my finger you know baby time (laughs) like we're not like that it's so fucking i don't know you should write a new feature marriage story two with young me young divorce story yeah yeah (laughs) bitch women don't all just want to be married and have kids it don't fucking and of course like the writer is like the main character like adam driver is the guy that wrote the script right no noah bombach no, no, I'm saying his character is like the writer wrote about his own divorce. Yeah. Is what I read. Yeah. So, yeah. of course, like in his mind, he's like, this fucking bitch. I don't know. Now, now I'm feeling guilty because I have not watched the movie. But you didn't see the movie. movie. You're right. You didn't see re- the movie. Okay, I'll, I'll watch the movie today. Yes. And then I'll get back to everyone. Okay. How about that? Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I could be a little biased because Adam Driver is one of my favorite actors and I think he's incredible. So. Oh, no, he's great. Like, yeah. yeah, it's not his. And I love Noah Baumbach, too. Oh, really? Yeah. What else did he write? Uh, he did Francis Ha, um, mm. Squid and the Whale. Yeah, he does a lot of like that. That movie, Squid and the Whale, had that vibe too. That's his whole thing, though. It's like slice of life, kind of mumblecore, mm. uh, art house indie Brooklyn vibe. That dad in Squid and the Whale families. is so like the Brooklyn dad that oh, always sure. like awkwardly flirts with me at all the house parties, <laughs> and he's just like touching my lower back. Oh god! I'm so over all of them. They're like, I heard you're getting a divorce. I'm like, can you step back, sir? Oh Don't god! Touch me. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> how are you feeling? Rise and shine. Wait, why do you always ask me first? I feel like how are you feeling, Brian? Uh I don't know why I always ask you first. It's very polite of you, thank you. Is it polite? I was just going to make fun of myself for saying that it's like very domineering and assertive. <laughs> Women first. <laughs> Women first. <laughs> how are you feeling? <laughs> how are you feeling, Brian? Uh I am feeling I'm feeling positive. I'm feeling optimistic. I'm feeling very, very hopeful. Yeah, because part of it is yesterday I was writing. I was like, I'm just in a good vibes, good vibes. You know, I was ra- I love wrapping gifts. Mm. I don't know. So the holidays have the opposite effect on you. You get happy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, which is fine because like a lot of people do. Yeah. yeah Most yeah, people. Yeah. And then I just laughed a little bit because when you said opposite, I was like, wait, opposite would su- imply contrarian. So wouldn't it be opposite to be unhappy during the holiday season? No, because I, no, I'm saying opposite of me. Right, right, Because right. I get depressed. Yeah. I definitely get upset. Um, yeah, I've just been in the holiday spirit, holiday cheer. I was wrapping gifts yesterday Aww. and uh, I wrote Christmas cards. I was like writing out Christmas cards and the ones that I wrote to my mom and dad made me very, um, I don't know. It just made me realize that I can do more and mm. I don't, uh, I don't express my gratitude enough to Mm. them. And, but rather than like feeling shameful or beat myself up over it, it instilled this sense of uh, hopefulness in me and that I know I can do better. And so I will in a way. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think I've made a lot of progress where if I recognize these shortcomings that I've made, I will, I would shame and beat myself up. But instead I'm like, it is what it is. And I just know that going into the new year that I'll, do better and call more often and try to um, just try and create more lasting experiences with them and like better memories of us together while they're still here. So it made me really optimistic. And uh, I just started reading this book called How to Do Nothing by Jenny O'Dell. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of it? No, but I'm looking at it right now. It's right next to me. Yeah. So I just started it, but it is a it's a book that sort of encourages us all to unplug mm. and not be a cog in the systems of like social media in which they try to capitalize on our attention uh-huh. and profit off of it. And how sometimes the best things you can do is just to, I'm in a big self-help mode right now. This oh. is how I get when I like get a new self-help book. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, this one's going to turn it all around. <laughs> what, what are, what's the advice that it's giving you? I'm literally through chapter one, but I read the intro and her thesis as to why she wrote it. Yeah. Because she thinks that our generation is just crippled with anxiety. Oh, yeah. Crippled with anxiety. And then like we're so consumed by technology and this late stage capitalism and this need to feel like we need to be productive all the time and we need to be optimized our behavior at all times. Yeah. 
that it's it's anxiety inducing and it's terrible for our mental health. Yeah. And so I'm going away for Christmas. I'm going to have access to nature and I'm just uh, I'm excited. You know, I'm looking forward to spending some quality time with my family, express more gratitude and just unplug. I'm really like I, it made me think about my relationship to this podcast and that mm. is it is it possible for me to unplug in the conventional sense like can we unplug we are trying like we our work is very public facing Mm -hmm. so we have to engage with people we have to have instagrams yeah but how i just want to do it in a way where keep that uh aspect of my life to a minimum while focusing more on in real life tangible relationship building activities Mm -hmm. and like fostering those connections with people because i don't do enough of that Right. I'm like addicted to Instagram and like who isn't right yeah so but with a podcast like is it is it possible for us to unplug I mean I think <laughs> it's okay but I like I feel like at this point how I'm using Instagram is like business I mean it's weird because it's me my whole thing is that me trying to be a comedian and an like a like an entertainer it's yeah. such a weird word but like <laughs> my whole thing is that I feel like if I'm just my authentic self yeah it's entertaining Mm. so i'm like trying to like build this not like not like build myself as a brand but just be like this is authentically who i am yeah and like i'm using this platform to showcase that yeah but it's weird because it's like i I don't know that's making me really uncomfortable to talk about but right 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 um but that is the thing the book um makes us consider is that how much of it i i know i feel that you have a strong enough grasp of who you are yeah whereas sometimes for me i don't know if i'm at that same place as you are in that i kind of do filter actions through branding like how people what is my how, receive it right yeah, yeah it's like what is people's perception of me how do i act in accordance to this personal brand or whatever the fuck that means anymore yeah it's so I know weird what you mean. yeah and that's tied to this like behavior that we all engage in of like optimizing our best versions of ourselves yeah but yeah. You, you know what i have to say i feel like when i okay showcase myself on social media yeah and I feel like I am being true to like who I am as a person. Uh huh. That people I feel like can recognize that. Yeah. You know, in a way, it's not like if you do have this like fake like Instagram influencer persona where yeah. you're wearing like a fedora and you're in Tulum or whatever, <laughs> like you do get like hundreds of thousands of followers, but then sure. there's like something empty, fe- like where people can pick up on like this is sort of a facade and you yeah. don't eat macaroons all day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. It's like, I feel like there's a different totally way of expressing yourself on social media. That's like, I don't know, maybe healthier. Right. Or right. More right. authentic. I don't know. Yeah. But I can identify awkward. that I spend too much time on social media. Oh yeah. Me too. So, but, but I'm feeling good. You know, I'm not no remorse, no shame. It's just, it's all upside from yeah, here, no baby. Rise and shine, baby. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, so you're saying that when you're when you're gonna go home, you're not gonna be on social media that much, or you're gonna try to cut back? I'm trying to cut it back. Maybe mm. keep it to looking at it like maybe three times a day. Mm, okay. That's it. Yeah. And then just keep my phone away. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than. That'll be interesting. Rather than being an instinctual behavior I engage in when I find myself doing nothing. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, I can't remember the last time I have shat without 
my iPhone in my oh, hand. Wow, that's a really good point. Does anyone poo anymore without looking at their phone? <gasps> it's crazy. I don't think so. So I gotta take it old school. We got you gotta find those random bathroom products and just read the ingredient <laughs> list like yeah. while you're shitting. That's the way to go. You're like glycosiphonate five. <laughs> like wow, just reading think, ingredient lists. Do you think there are people out there that don't look at their phone when they poo anymore? Um yeah. People who live in countries where there is not as much technological advancement. No. Really? <laughs> Well, you sincerely, there's got to be people out there. There well, are people. I mean, I'm sure people in North... People don't have phones. I'm, just, I'm, not, I was like, I'm, saying I'm sure like people in, in North Korea do shit without looking at their own phones. Wow. Um, no, I I agree with you. It's rare. It's mm. rare. It's so common. It's so interesting. It's maximum meme sharing time is when you're maximum. shitting. I know. It's shitting. when I have my best tweet ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so sh- we're going to talk about Christmas we're or the about holidays. Christmas. Yeah. How, yeah. Are you, how are you spending Christmas this year? So I last year. How are you spending Christmas today? <laughs> Theoretically, if we were not recording this podcast right now. <laughs> um, I'm going to go over to my ex-husband's house um, and then we're going to do the Sienna thing. My son is five, but he, his classmate. Oh, no. Said something about Santa not being real. What a fucker! <laughs> but then it's really funny because his classmate's name is the same name as their teacher. So when he came home and he was like, oh, she said that Santa's not real. We thought the teacher said Oh, <laughs> my but God. Then, and then we were like, what the? Why? Why would she? Not not that I care. But like. Yeah. But then later on, we found out he was talking about his classmate. And I was like, oh, that makes so much more sense. Which oh. is, I was like. Um, so then... That's so so funny. he was asking and then and then me and my ex were like what should we just tell him this is so stupid like but he's five and don't so, tell him well, he because his classmate told i was like i don't know how you got to keep the dream alive i know i was like okay for at least three more years because i feel like when you're like seven <laughs> or eight because even when i was a kid when i was like seven or eight i kind of understood already that santa wasn't real oh. so i'm gonna hold off and so i was i was just gonna be like no santa's real i don't know <laughs> gotta gotta use my actor training, <laughs> right? So where is where? So how does Mino feel now? Does he still believe in Santa? Yeah, because he asked us, and we were like, yeah. And then my ex and I got in this conversation about it. We're like, we're technically lying to him. Like, is this re- is this like appropriate? But then I was like, no, let's just let's just do this. Yeah, just, he only has you know a tiny bit of childhood left. Oh, you know what I mean? Like that's true. He is a New York years. kid. Yeah, I feel like New York kids Maybe become adults solid, when they're when they're yeah. six. Yeah. Well, he has a solid five years left, so let's just hold off for five years. But um, <laughs> but so we're gonna go to his house, run through the presents, and then and then just chill. The plan. Oh, usually we go to the restaurant because it's open on Christmas Day. Oh, that's so nice. And it's really fun. Yeah. Um, but it's just open until three p.m. And then it gets really crowded. Yeah. But I'm not sure if they're open this year. Probably. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I really like doing do that. Do you do the like Macy's Santa stuff or parades or any of I that? I used to go Mino? to Macy's. Yeah. And then w- I remember the first year we went, it was fine. And then the second year we requested Black Santa because I was like, I don't want to, s- I don't know something about it. <laughs> Is that weird? No. Well, I was like, do you guys have like an Asian Santa? Which I don't really care about. But they're like, no, but we have Black Santa. I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then it was like crappy because there was like no real line for the black santa that's amazing what I do you know, mean I was that's like, crappy the, and, he, and he was so much nicer than the regular white santa <laughs> that we had the year before but like i don't know like i i do this thing with mino including santas yeah. that i his all of his doctors are women of color 
Like I ch- oh. only choose so because I don't want him to think that it's only white men that are doctors. Oh, that's so, so good. Yeah, so I I purposely ch- and they're obviously you know it's like obviously good, but I've like <laughs> you know what I mean like there's yeah. no difference. But like, right, right, right. So I was like, I it's important to me. I think it's a good sees. thing to foster into your kid from a young age, like seeing these. Yeah. Uh, you know, like just seeing like people of color in these positions of, of social respect and, and social power. respect. Yeah. yeah. Because I feel like a lot of people that I know, a lot of them are like white kids that live in Manhattan and they're in like, this is, I mean, this is going to sound bad, but like if you, their only interactions with like people of color are their caretakers yeah. or their doormen or something. Yeah. And I'm like, and that's like just how society is fucked up. Yeah. That's it's just, not the, like, that, that's just the structure of society right now. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like you have to take an active role into like making sure that they see that, you know, if you just don't, if you don't like pay attention to it, yeah. it's like, it's just like subliminal messaging, you right. know? And because he took Mino to see Black Santa at Macy's, now Mino yeah. thinks he can become Santa. He is going to grow up to be Santa. <laughs> <laughs> but I just want him to like be in a place where he understands that like women of color are respect, you know, like of have course. positions of power in our society. Of course. You know, yeah. it's like, you, it's really sad because if you don't like, if you don't pay attention to it, just how our society is like set up, they're not going to see it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's really fucked up. Absolutely. I cannot imagine, like, I don't know if this is offensive, but I cannot imagine taking him to, like, a white man doctor. Do you mm. know what I mean? That would make me uncomfortable. I don't know why. Yeah. Just, I mean, that's okay, too. Yeah. Yeah, you're entitled to the way you feel. And yeah. where you're coming from makes a lot of sense. I'm on the same page with you there. Right? Yeah. Like a white ma- male doctor in the Upper East Side or something? <laughs> that would be so fucking weird. And you know how like condescending that that man would be to us. You know what I mean? I don't know. Uh, I don't think all white male doctors are condescending. But I know, but like, uh, you know what I mean? Like sure. some of them are cool and like I don't know, they like to surf or something. But right, 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 right. Okay, I got off on a weird tangent there. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. I'm, yeah, I'm recording so Christmas? I'm recording this podcast with you right now yeah. but I'm also in Las Vegas right now <laughs> <laughs> I talked about this on last week's episode but um, I'm spending Christmas in Las Vegas because oh my god that's so awesome I'm so jealous because your parents have a place there my parents have a place there are you gonna gamble yeah they just I mean the, my parents they're pretty much retired now oh, but okay. they just enjoy it but they don't gamble a lot in terms of money wise do you gamble uh i don't like it that much oh i don't like it that much you don't think it's that fun it's kind of fun i don't know it's fine i don't gamble i don't have like i don't gamble with a lot of money so it's more just a way to pass time for me Mm. like i'll play with a hundred bucks and just like sit at the blackjack table and then just kind of like let's see how long i can stretch this 100 dollars right and as long as i don't lose it all then that's like a good time for me i'm Mm. not out there trying to win money but I think if you're going with a mindset of like, I'm going to win a lot, that's mm-hmm. when gambling becomes fun. Because you're right. like, I'm going to bet a lot right now. Like, fuck. Like, your yeah, emotions yeah. are going for a roller coaster. Right. Whereas I just gamble in the sense of like, let's just have a good time. Let's mm-hmm. just let, let's just burn some time. But uh, yeah, we were spending in Las Vegas. My parents like to go there because we. Ha- I think one of my cousins is also coming with us. And oh, fun. just for the family, it's more fun to... Uh, I think it's fun for everyone else involved to just go to Vegas and yeah. then it is there's El Paso. There's like activities to do. Right. There's things to do. There's shopping. There's there's stuff. 
So on actual Christmas, what are what are your plans for that day? Which is today. <laughs> so I'm recording this podcast. <laughs> um, it's changed. It's morphed. Like, I think on actual Christmas Day, we're just going to go out for, uh, like, probably go to a buffet and eat, like, nice. crab legs and oh. just pig the fuck out. That's so Asian of you. I it's love so it. It's so Asian, yeah. My, we that's, love that's buffets. King crab legs. Yes. That's, that's all you got to go for. That's and all you got to go for. And the weird sushi. You I know always exactly the weird what sushi. I'm talking about. Yeah. So, and there's always like a soft serve. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So definitely going to do a buffet <sighs> meal. So jealous. In the mornings, we just sit around in the living room and then just play Christmas music and open mm. presents and kind of ha- hang out and chill. But since I have a newborn nephew and I have a niece... It's going to be fun. Like, the focus is going to be on them. That's awesome. You know? Kind of just, like, bringing the holiday spirit to them. And Are those the only kids in your family right now? Like, uh, out of your cousins and everything? My cousins have kids, but they're older. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, my other cousin just got married. Mm-hmm. And he's 37. Okay. And I have three other cousins who are men who are not married yet, and they're older than me. But after... My parents went to my cousin's wedding in Korea, and after it was done, they called me and they're like, "You're next, Brian." <laughs> I was like, "No, there's three others." They're like, "You're next." You're so <laughs> you're young, next. though. They right? think I'm ancient. You're, they're like, "You're only 29." 29. Yeah. That's like not. You're you not know, ready but, yet. But, <laughs> I I know I'm not ready, young me. <laughs> you're like I'm sitting in your bedroom. As someone, you're not ready. <laughs> as someone that got married when I was 23. <laughs> <Gee>. <laughs> whoopsies <laughs> all i want is a rock up my finger and babies <laughs> oh Sorry, gosh throw back to that terrible movie no 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 watch um but that's yeah that's my christmas is we're gonna be gambling a little bit yes. and dude i'm so jealous i want to do that buffeting but i'm really actually i'm really excited to go into nature a little bit yeah because las vegas there's some cool national parks in that area <gasps> Um, it's gonna be awesome yeah so I'm, I'm pumped i love staying in new york for christmas because it gets really dead we always stay because the restaurant's open and then yeah. we usually take like a trip in january yeah and every year i fucking love it it's dead mm-hmm. i just like hang out in christmas like drink wine at the restaurant yeah like, sparkling wine i'm just like looking it's and then you just walk around <laughs> no like, one's I, there no i love it when it's fucking dead i love it when it's depressed dead. i love when the city's dead that's great like, Fourth i fucking of July, love it christmas I, love it. I just walk around summertime it's great yeah, everyone's it's in the fucking August, hamptons fuck yeah i that's when i love new york the most right and then i like vacation when everyone comes back i'm like oh fuck you people yeah yeah, yeah. was christmas always like uh what was it like for you growing up so was it a happy time sad time i mean okay so i have this i have this thing that i want to talk about um my I, it was always kind of hard it was sad because mm. i just have like these like well okay so first of all my dad was obsessed with christmas okay and i think it's just like part of his like whole you know probably it was like the best part of his childhood mm. so he really like focused a lot on making christmas absolutely amazing like we grew up really poor yeah but every christmas it was just like balls to the wall like we would get so many gifts Whoa. you know what i mean we would get like it would just be like a christmas tree just like the gifts would be just like packed you know like half the living room floor would be like christmas gifts you know what i mean like they, mm. they just he just went so hard yeah because it was tied to like how it was probably like the only time in his childhood where he was happy is my theory oh. um but then i had this because my mom my mom grew up really poor and my mom has this like sort of thing where 
she has like very tumultuous relationship with spending money mm-hmm. because she grew up so poor. Yeah. And so, and then my dad insisted on spent blowing all the, you know, their money on Chris making Christmas extravagant for us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, growing up, we like just didn't have that much money. So my mom yeah. would go along with it because mm-hmm. she'd be like, oh, that's what your dad wants. Right. It's, it was basically like we were doing it for him in a weird way. Did you? But when you were a kid, did you know this was going on? Well, this is what started happening. So my my dad would get really into it. My mom and dad would blow all their money, making sure it was like fucking amazing for us. Yeah. But then like sure enough every single christmas day my mom would have like some sort of like ang- angry meltdown oh, no. because she was doing this because my dad was like making her do it mm. and then she resented spending all this money that they didn't really have right yeah and so then she would like get really upset at us at oh, some point fuck. like indirectly like yeah, she would yeah, scream yeah. at me and be like, like displace her emotions onto you guys yeah and then sometimes she would just be like you know we don't even have fucking money and we fucking blew it all on this shit like she would oh. have some sort of like that sort of meltdown at some point yeah during the day yeah and so it almost became this like like terrible like like it made it made me really anxious every morning you know in christmas because then i'd be like I'd be like, yay, I got, you know, because I'm a kid and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have all these toys and I really wanted these toys. Mm. But then I feel like after a few years, you know, as I got old, older, like older by like seven or eight, I would just have anxiety because oh. I knew that I would get in trouble. Like something bad was going to happen. Yeah. But I, I knew that my mom would be really upset at me oh. because she resented having to spend this money so i would wake up every christmas and like you see like pictures of me on christmas and i'm just like looking so like detached yeah i'd just be like oh thank you for the gifts and then my parents were like what's wrong with you you're not like thankful like it would become like that and they're like why aren't you thankful that we got you all this stuff and i'd be like uh I don't know how to act because if I act happy, then my mom's like, yeah, we blew all this fucking money. I hope you're happy. And then if I'm not happy, they're like, you're so ungrateful. It was very confusing. Yeah. And this is something I discovered in therapy. Like my therapist calls it like the hand, like the hand that comes to hug you, but then it also slaps you at the same time. Ah. And it puts you in this weird, like as a child, it puts you in this weird like cage it feels mm. very like like you're in this there's no escape do you know what i mean yeah. it's gonna be shitty for you no matter what right and so so that's a big issue like psychologically that i have around the holidays because i yeah. remember it being like it's supposed to be happy but why am i so unhappy oh that makes you know sense I mean? yeah so i get like this sort of feeling of like being scared and anxious yeah and it that like feeling also um has stayed with me and i mean now i've resolved it a lot yeah but i had really big issues with receiving gifts Mm. well into my adulthood Mm. because of that like Mm. receiving things that are good in my head i get panicky because i'm like oh you're giving me something what do you want me to do or you're gonna resent me later or i need to make sure that we're like tit for tat so I don't oh. get in trouble. And I and I like really struggled with that. Yeah. Well yeah. into adulthood. Yeah, that makes it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but now I feel like 
I've resolved a lot of it. And yeah. so I can receive and mm-hmm. just be like, oh, you don't want anything. But even like, you know, when you gave me that birthday gift, that yeah. was like, oh my God, I felt like, oh my God, pl- like I felt that panic a little bit. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's not your fault. That's just me. Yeah. That's my thing. But I felt kind of like panicky. Like I was like, what if I forget to get something for Brian on his birthday or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I didn't do anything for Brian. Like that sort of, I get like a little bit of panic. No, that makes Receiving sense. Receiving gifts. Yeah, I'm the, I'm similar too. Like I I yeah. I love giving gifts, but I don't enjoy receiving them as much. Yeah, I have a yeah. heart. Yeah, I'm totally fine giving gifts. Uh huh. But receiving, I ugh, it makes me so upset because of my history. Wait, so yeah. how how do you feel when you receive gifts? Uh, it just makes me like I don't know. I think part of it is that I uh, because for me Christmas was a it was like a very like I had it was a very happy joyous occasion for me, uh-huh. and I honestly I was quite spoiled growing up, um, and I think my theory is that I haven't really sat down. No, I mean I'm not gonna sit down and ask my parents exactly why they did what they did, but you know my sister and I we have a pretty large age gap between us. She's yeah. nine years older than me, uh-huh. and you know my parents were working really really hard in between and it wasn't until around the time i was born when they came into some more financial comfort uh-huh and so my sisters my sister and i had like drastically different childhoods oh, and i wow. think i think because it was so hard when they were raising my sister but then once they became comfortable when they had me 10 years about 10 years later uh-huh they in some ways they they, they really they, i mean they just wanted the best for us but i think perhaps part of it is that you know they they knew what they knew how difficult it was with my sister and in a way they were like trying to compensate for that so they mm. sp- i was very spoiled growing up mm. and yeah i didn't have any negative feelings about christmas it was always great they had you know we did the conventional thing christmas tree uh gift giving presents and honestly it was like the it's probably like my fondest memories that i have with even my dad mm. i think one of my favorite childhood memories is that for no reason whatsoever he he said he planned a surprise for me and then he took me to a train convention Mm -hmm. i think i was six or seven and we went to a convention center in el paso and we just looked at all these model trains and we just spent the day together looking at model trains Mm -hmm. and then for christmas he gifted me one of those models like i did not know Mm -hmm. that he had purchased one of those and I cling on to that memory still because mm. it was like such a, there's no tit for tat. Mm. Like it was just my dad trying to spend quality time with me yeah, with no expectations whatsoever. Right. So all of my memories are very good. And um, I think I have some, it's now that I'm older and I know I recognize how much my parents have provided for me mm-hmm. and they've gone far, like above and beyond to make sure that, you know, I, I didn't have any discomforts or reservations around Christmas. And because I recognize that I want so badly to reciprocate that to them. And mm. I just know that I'm not at that place yet, mm-hmm. even in terms of my financial standing. Yeah. Like I know I can't gift them the things that, to the level that they've gifted me throughout my childhood 
and for Christmas presents. We don't really do presents as much anymore because yeah. mm-hmm. we're just all adults. Yeah. But yeah. And so with the gift receiving thing, it, it's somewhat tied to my, uh, my self-worth. Like I don't, right. I'm like undeserving of this. Like mm-hmm. I, let me, let me reciprocate. Let me pay back my dues. Even right. though gifts shouldn't be this tit for tat thing. It's yeah. because I reckon, like I know how much they've sacrificed it, yeah, it's coming from a place where you know how much they gave you. And yeah. that's just like a natural feeling to want to give back. Yeah. Because they gave you so much, even though they're not expecting it. Right, right. Yeah. And it's somewhat a thing in my, yeah, yeah. So they, they always gifted me nice things too. Sentimental, sentimental gifts weren't really a thing in my family. Mm. Like that didn't have, like, that didn't hold as much value. So they were actually like expensive yeah. material things. Yeah, and that's how like mm. yeah, I think I think that's how it's uh prioritized somewhat in my family. It's mm-hmm. like the monetary value of this gift equals the in, like the inherent value of this gift. Mm. It's very monetary. Mm. Yeah, as opposed to like I mean a lot of framing people... a sentimental memory. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of people feel that way about gifts, though. They yeah. put like. I mean, I'm like, if I get like a fancy expensive gift, I'm like, fuck yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> not back in the day, I'd be like, no. You're cursed, Hermes Birkins. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> the cursed Birkin. <laughs> I was so upset when I got that. So yeah, that's another, that's tied to mm. it too, is that I just know that I'm not, uh, financially, I'm not making the amount of money to like reciprocate how much I really want to. Like, yeah. I want to gift these really, really nice things to my mom and dad, but why am I... Uh, but you know what like as a parent like i don't know just putting myself in their shoes you think that it would mean a lot for them to receive something like fancy and expensive from you 100 percent. oh yeah 100 percent 100 percent i know 100 because i have a cousin so i have one cousin who is uh he's very wealthy mm-hmm. and my mom tells me these stories of like oh, well i went shopping with your cousin and your aunt and he just pulled out a wad of ten thousand dollars in cash and, what? and gave it to his aunt and was he like single <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> he just gave her a wad of ten thousand dollars yeah and was like just buy whatever you want <sighs> and then so my mom will sometimes be like I, my hope one day is that you can do that for me. And if I had that discretionary income, I would love to do that. Who the fuck has a wad of $10,000 just lying my around? My fucking cousin. But I'm I, not but joking, I, Brian. Is he single? <laughs> no. I don't. Sorry. No, he's not. He's not. He's okay. not. But that is, uh, I, I hear that. And I understand uh. the sentiment of where she's coming from. But I Dude, truly. that sucks that she said that to you, though. That's like, I don't. How does that make you feel? uh dude i would i would feel like i would feel terrible it would make me feel bad but as just partially this could be self-preservation but Mm. you know what like i can do it maybe this is just like a goal and it's not the money aspect but Mm. you know what like i can live up to that and i'm gonna work hard and i will be able like i hope i can be able to do that rather than being like why are you putting this pressure on me like i used to be that way mm-hmm. where i'm like why like why are you saying that that's like fucked up it puts this but instead i'm like you know what i'm just gonna work hard and you're using it as motivation to yeah but i think hard. it comes from a healthy place because i know it's like th- that is such an absurd behavior to be like oh here yeah. you go like Here's i love $10, you mom dollars mom right but it is a uh mm-hmm. yeah 
I don't know. I'm not. I'm not putting too that much yeah, weight into yeah. it. It's more of a, hey, it would be great if I ever became like a fucking billionaire mm-hmm. in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, it's so complicated. It's so weird how there's like monetary value tied to gifts. Like, I mean, that's literally just money, a money gift. But like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's a big Asian thing. Remember, did you watch the Ronnie Chang special? He talks I saw about half how, like, of it. Yeah, how Chinese, Chinese people, people love money. money. That's like it's just like fuck yeah, give me ten thousand dollars, bitch. <laughs> Roll around in it. I would yeah. love to get ten thousand dollars. Well, but I, 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 I think monetary big, yeah, yeah. is a thing though because we, you know, we have neighbors. Uh, my sister has like Korean neighbors who yeah. are older and they gift my mom things. Mm-hmm. And that's always a consideration of, okay, how expensive is this gift they gave us? And then you have to reciprocate that same value. Right. And it's like this, uh, th- then it becomes like an extra pressure. Mm. I don't know. I have so much weird, like, like psychological damage surrounding gift giving and gift taking. Yeah. Giving and t- that I literally, am, it gives me too much anxiety that I'm like not a gift giver. Like I buy gifts for my son, yeah. But I have this really intense detachment from material goods. Mm. Like you know, like obviously I talked about like I I buy I just spend money like it doesn't mean anything to me. Like I throw it away. Like I'm like disgusted by it or something. You do? Yeah. And I feel like I I spend money in a way that's like pathological because I'm just like yuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'll buy like <clears throat> expense something really expensive yeah. and I'll just like fucking step on it. You know what I mean? Like mm. it's almost like I'm like proving to the world that i don't give a shit about shit and i feel like it's it's because i have all this like trauma and weird stuff surrounding yeah money possessions gifts like that takes up a weird place in my head Mm. yeah my mom is uh she's like the she is the most selfless person that i know and she grew up very very poor yeah and because she was able to obtain some monetary comfort Mm mm-hmm her attitude towards money is very, um, let me just, like, I, I, she wants to use it to, like, provide comfortability for as many people as possible. Mm. Like, I, she likes to spend it for, on behalf of others, but rarely for herself. Oh, she has a, is she weird about spending money on herself? No, like, she'll, she'll, she just likes to spend it mm-hmm. and, like, be generous. But she's more generous than she is, like, spending it on herself. Mm. And seeing that, I, I, I pose a little bit of pressure on myself because unlike my mom like i did not grow up very impoverished and very poor Mm -hmm. and i just hope that one day i can obtain that same relative level of monetary success and like be as generous with it right in the future my mom you know like she also grew up really poor she has like such a weird uh she has like a really severe weird thing about spending money on herself Mm. But wait, maybe not. I'm trying to think. Because <laughs> she, she would always say that, but I don't know. She's like, but wait. Yeah. I asked, she got a new purse the other <laughs> week, and I asked her who bought it for her, and she said, I bought it for myself. <laughs> wait. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I'm trying to think. She has a she has a very like complicated relationship. Something with not money. adding up here. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, but but they make it does make sense though. Yeah, I yeah, think a lot of it's people. All tied, it's all tied to self worth. Yeah. I think there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of fucking shit that goes on in Asian communities about gift giving and money and stuff like that. Because there's a lot of status tied to it. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of status, a lot of what is the social perception of this gift. Yeah. Yeah, because even among, like, my family members, some they'll, like, 
it's like becomes a bragging contest mm-hmm. where like where they flex on each other like will my son bought well, me this yeah like your cousin blah, 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 blah. yeah 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 like par- i feel like part partially obviously he was giving his mom ten thousand dollars i think part of it just to show in front of my mom because yeah exactly yeah. he knew that your mom would see that and then yeah. she would tell you about it and like here we go you know right, what i mean like right. obviously gift giving is so rarely selfless i feel like you mm. know that's why i'm like i don't know i'm so uncomfortable by all that i just don't give anyone gifts ever right it's that curb your, there's a great episode of curb your enthusiasm where larry david is like Okay, if you're so like if you're donating a building like yeah. if it truly was altruistic, why the fuck wouldn't you just make it anonymous? Like, yeah. why you're are you naming your name on it? <laughs> name on it. And yeah. then yeah. But then when I see that I'm like, well, the net the net outcome is still good even if your name is attached to it. Yeah, it's like, you know, there's no, there's nothing in the world where it's just 100% being selfless. It's like, yeah, part part of it is that I want my name on there. Part of it is that I actually care and I want this building. For I want to sure. give money to this cause for sure there's you know like like your cousin part of it is that yes he wants your mom to talk about it and gossip but part of it's that he he wants to give that money to his mom you know nothing is ever purely good or purely selfish it's like a mixture like honestly when i tip the barista and they're like they turn their back and they don't see me put that money in there yeah a part of me is like I wish they had seen it. Yeah. Um, I, get all, I get so nervous that they think that I didn't tip them. You know, like when you pay with a credit card and then you put a dollar in. Oh, oh I like, hate that. Here, here, I'm putting the dollar in. I'm putting a dollar in. Well, I'm glad that you brought that up because that's the whole point of tipping culture. You know, yeah. it's like, it's about, do you really want to give this person this money? Or do you, is it because everyone like You want to be perceived it? as a good person. Yeah. So. Or like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah tipping you know like when sometimes people like tip a lot i don't know did you uh show casey do you watch christmas movies is that a yeah we used to watch christmas mu- mu- movies okay wait <laughs> speaking of memes yeah everyone what's that please explain that meme of like die hard is a christmas movie Oh, I, I barely don't... know that one. Okay, is so it... let's not talk about Wait, it. We're just... it. No, no, no. Uh, let's not talk about it. Should I look it up? <laughs> yeah, no. well, is well, it... What are, the, what are is your it Christmas movies? Is it technically a Christmas... It is, right? I can't I remember Die don't. Hard. I is honestly don't. Is it the first I... Die Hard? My Christmas movies that I loved uh, were... Okay, I think the one that I love the most is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I have not seen it. It's it's a masterpiece. It's supposed to be a great, like, a masterpiece comedy, right? It's hilarious. Yeah, I don't know if I saw it, like, Raw Dog today for the first time. If I would, <laughs> if I thought, I don't know if I would think it was funny. But, right. like, when I was a kid, I loved it. Uh-huh. Um, oh, you know what? Christmas movie is so fucking good. And I still watch it every year. And it's, like, probably the most offensive thing. Bad Santa. Love Actual. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen You're Bad Santa? You're a woman. Santa? You like Love Actually. I uh, <laughs> I just want to get married. Um, have you seen Bad Santa? No, but it's Billy Bob Thornton, right? Literal trash. It's like the trashiest movie, but like I feel like I Billy Bob watched, Thornton is your, kind of your type. I fucking love Billy Bob Thornton, um, but it, the movie is so fucking funny. Again, I don't know if I saw it for if I saw it for the first time today ever. If I thought if I would think it's funny, but it's yeah. just the weirdest movie. It doesn't make any sense. There's no real like you know how movies have like a vibe. Yeah, it doesn't have a vibe. Like it just it's like vibeless. It feels very like <laughs> slapped together. Like at some point it feels like a drama, and at some point it feels like a comedy. And yeah. the writing and the acting is really wonky. <laughs> It's just like there's so many weird lines in it. I want to see it. It's like barely, like barely. Is it kind of like the Heather? Have you seen the Heathers? Oh, 
I have, but I can't remember. It's it. like really, wa- but I think it was intentionally like really wonky. Yeah, like the, li- the dialogue no, is like weird. Bad Santa is just like kind of poorly made. That's why it's <laughs> wonky. You know, it wasn't on purpose. But you should watch it. It's really like it's very offensive. Okay. And it's a fucking masterpiece. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful <laughs> film. It's my favorite. Uh, please become a film critic <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes. I, like, I love this movie. It's very poorly made and there's no vibe, but that's why I like it. There will be no movies that go 0% because you'll always be the one giving it a tomato. Like, horrible dialogue, wonky. Love it. <laughs> Two thumbs up for me. <laughs> it's my favorite movie. Oh, and then there's a terrible, like, stereotypical Asian character in it. Or it's like Santa? a woman. Yeah, there's like a oh, woman no. and she just does a really bad Chinese accent. And I'm, I love it. Love the shit out of it. I'm just like, she's <laughs> oh wearing God. a visor, but it's oh, super God. weirdly accurate. You know, like those like big visors. I'm like, that's my mom wears that when she drives. It- and my mom wears arm sleeves when, oh, she, when drives. she drives. <laughs> yeah. She looks like a NASCAR driver in a. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what's your favorite Christmas movie? Oh, speaking of Asian stereotypes, my favorite Christmas movie is. It's not because it's the best movie. It just has so much nostalgia. And yeah, that that was the jam. Christmas story. Every Christmas morning, I would see it with my sister on TNT. Where they would run it all day. Wow. Christmas story. People love that movie. I only saw it as an adult. And so Uh I never got into it. Yeah. But it's probably like a thing where... There's just so many funny gags. And when I started seeing as a kid, I just liked it because like getting your mouth washed out with soap for cursing like that was something that i could relate to because i was learning about cursing curse words at the time right right and like the general spirit of the movie is very like christmasy and yeah but yeah i don't know the narrator is like this old man's voice right i feel like that that's what threw me off because i watched (laughs) it the first time i watched it i was an adult yeah and i was like it creeped me out that it was a kid but the voice was like an old man i don't know yeah and then that terrible racist scene (laughs) and how it ends yeah it's uh for those of you who haven't seen it it is a their christmas dinner goes awry and uh this white family goes to a chinese restaurant because chinese restaurants are open on christmas right and the chinese waiters come over and they talk in this just butchered english where they switch the r's and the l's yeah and then they sing um Oh yeah! So and then they serve pecking duck, and they kind of shit on the pecking duck because yeah, the, the head is still, still on, on it. it, and it's just what is up with Christmas movies and crude Asian stereotypes? Yeah, but I read it's that. America. No, but I read that um, it was such a low budget movie. They had to cut a lot of corners on it mm-hmm. in order to get some intended special effects. But one of the things they did was they didn't tell the actors yeah like in the script that broken english and that just caricature caricature of asian stereotypes that yeah. they play at the end the actors weren't aware that that was happening like Wh- which actors the white like the, actors the, like the white actors in the scene and so they act appalled when they start singing like "Tis a season to be jolly," rah, 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 rah. Yeah. Like the actors didn't know that the R's and L's were going to be switched, so that was their like actual reaction of like oh. being in shock. Like this is kind of fucked up. Like they were like, "This is offensive to Asians." <laughs> they were woke right. AF. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, and I think like because this the sense is supposed to be like discomfort in right. that scene. Yeah, that scene but, is like, so the, uncomfortable. The, like the actors are uncomfortable because. The, it's like a racist it's like a racist thing trope but the director oh, the director was I like see. oh this interesting. is what we wanted yeah so the actors 
were that woke even back in the day. They were, they were woke like, this back is in the not day. okay. Yeah, but I, I still view it through that, you know, it yeah, was like yeah. such a fucking, it's, so, it's like a movie from the, it's so old. Yeah, from the late 70s, is it? It looks way older than it is, I think. Maybe because yeah. it's so low budge. Yeah, It's probably budge. like 2001. I'm like, <laughs> so what is it from, 1971? <laughs> I think our podcast listeners have learned throughout the course of this episode that we don't know jack shit about, about anything. anything. <laughs> we love movies that are poorly made. Bad Santa is such a fucking bop it, of a movie. When was it made? Bad- <laughs> it's so good. Everyone just right now go watch Bad Santa. Yo, Billy Bob Thornton is seared into my memory He's, because... yeah. There was that, I think it was before the Oscars or the Golden Globes. Yeah. And he was dating Angelina Jolie at the time. Uh, yeah, yeah. And they interviewed him and they're like, so like, well, how do you feel about this movie? And out of nowhere, he goes, you know, we just took a limo. We f- we just fucked in the limo all the way over here. Oh, man. Legend. Legend. Chaotic legend. I was like, whoa, <laughs> that guy is a fucking badass. OG chaotic top <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> 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 he is such a chaotic top. Yes, he is very chaotic oh. top. And he looks like shit in the movie. <laughs> it's so good. He just he's an alcoholic. Yeah, I'm not gonna <laughs> oh give it away. God. No spoilers. Everyone go watch Bad Santa, you're gonna thank me later. I don't think that's a spoiler alert to that describe Bad Santa as a alcoholic. <laughs> he looks like shit in the movie. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> Thurman Merman. Oh my god, I wanna watch this movie right now. It's so good, Brian. You know what? Since I'm away from my family too busy recording this podcast, should we go see Bad Santa <laughs> Let's right go now? Watch it, yeah. And I think that wraps up our episode, young me. We did it. Yeah, we did it. We we were here for you on Christmas, oh. everyone. Yeah, and uh for the listeners who are listening to this on Christmas Day, hiding from your family <laughs> because of whatever shit might be going on. Yeah. Or maybe you just wanted to tune in on Christmas. Guys, thank you, thank you so much. And you know, it is kind of exclusive. Happy holidays. It, happy holidays. It's exclusionary of us to assume everyone's Neither just Christmas. Neither of us Christmas. are Chris- Christian, and for some reason we Yeah, I was not religious Christmas. at all, but we just celebrate we just the like tradition. <laughs> we just like expensive gifts. You like gifts. I hated them because I was scared of my mom. <laughs> but anyways, guys, happy holidays. And don't forget to follow Brian on Instagram and twitter at it's brian park and don't forget to follow young me on instagram and twitter at ym mayor and if you are in the holiday spirit and feeling generous give us a review on itunes yeah leave a review rate us five stars or subscribe to us on spotify or tell a friend about our podcast yeah and or tell or just watch bad santa or just and watch bad santa good reviews <laughs> <laughs> best movie ever made and, and or just leave a review saying that you watched bad santa on our <laughs> itunes <laughs> anyways yeah. we're gonna go see the movie now okay. bye guys bye